0: Welcome back to the Bankshot DJ's podcast with Denny in the Shrine. I am Matt Matthew Schreiner, the Shrine. I'm here with my buddy, Jacob Denny Denenholz. Denny, how are we doing?
1: We're doing good, man. Friday, November 3rd, 1154 p.m. Ready to talk some hoops. Um, but before we get into the pod, I just want to give a quick shout out to you, Matt. Um, your promoting and marketing for this pod has been awesome um i think the biggest thing that you did was putting the link on my birthday story it hit both your followers and my followers and actually after that i heard from multiple friends uh who started listening to the pod um they said they enjoyed it you know they want us to keep going and then it was even mentioned uh at the halloween party yes, so uh yeah i just want to say hell of a job man uh appreciate you and uh i'm excited that we're gonna keep doing this man this is awesome
0: yes sir shout out to everybody that's already taken a listen and if you're new friends, new people coming to the pod, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And we want to introduce you to a fun thing we're going to be doing every single podcast. And that is taking a shot for our Seattle Supersonics. Because we're going to take a shot until they got their shot back in the NBA, which sounds like it could be soon. So, Denny, here's to the Sonics, baby. Bring it back, baby. Bring them back. Woo! All right, Denny. Um- So, for those of you that don't know, I mean, obviously, as any NBA fan would and should, uh, we all have bias. And uh, so, Denny biases towards a certain team he likes to call the Phoenix Suns sometimes because of uh, our former boy here from the Seattle Supersonics, draft of 08, Uh, the man, KD himself. Denny, what about them Suns? What do you got?
1: Well, you know, uh, five games in, two and three um they got wins against both the warriors and the jazz uh you know they they looked all right they lost against the lakers and the spurs twice um both those spurs games were very frustrating game one they were up by 20 um spurs kind of you know slowly worked their way back as the game got you know went on Wembenyama was getting more comfortable Um, the offense was flowing and then the last play of the game you know kd just gets the ball Uh, inbounded and they double him rip the ball out of his hands go in for a you know fast break layup for the win Um, I get that you know KD's probably you know 90 plus percent uh, free throw shooter you know you want the ball to be in his hands at the end of the game but in a scenario like that I think there was literally five to six seconds left he should have just threw the ball up court and you know the game would have been over so that fucking happened and then two days later they play against him again And I think in the first quarter, I I don't know how many points they had, but it was ridiculous. They were down by 20 already at the end of the first. Um, I stopped watching at that point. The whole team was just quiet. Book finally kind of, you know, picked it up. I mean, KD finally picked it up, but uh, I think it was just quiet performances they had, you know. They were putting up numbers, but the team was not playing well. Uh, Weminyama looked... Insane that game. I mean, he had thirty-eight points that game, and uh, he he really was just looking more and more comfortable. Um, I know that you know Beal hasn't been playing; Book's been only in for two games, but um, they they got to get something going. So, not the start we were looking for. Um, the defense is the main issue, though. They don't the, you know every game that they play. The only reason why the other team could be necessarily in it is because these guys do not play defense. Uh, starting with KD. Um, he, he's horrible at defense. Gets blown by a lot. Lazy. So, they really need to pick it up. They got a three-game road trip coming up. Um, Sixers, Pistons, and the Bulls before coming back uh, home next week. So, um, not the toughest stretch on the road. Let's see if they can kind of turn it around and, and come back home ready to take over. Um, but, yeah, do you have any comments about the Suns? I, I just...
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. No, no, you You're a floor, Denny. Uh no, yeah, they were just. I looking at that DeAndre Ayton trade now. Do you think they'd do it if they meant they were lacking this hard on defense? Like DeAndre Ayton is that guy who can guard Victor Wembanyama? Like, I I hate to say it, the Suns are making Victor Wembanyama look like a generational talent. Like everybody says he is. Isn't that crazy?
1: You but, know. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Nurk is. I would say you know having Nurk is nice because he's more of a playmaker. Um... A little bit Jokic-esque, but not even close to compared to Jokic. Um, But at the same time, he's not like the, you know, he's he's probably a good defender, but he's not the defensive anchor of DA down low. Um, And so I think that does hurt him a little bit. Um, And so, you know, I mean, there's still a bunch of new pieces on the team. They're still trying to click. I will say the one thing is that when Book has played, he looks locked in. He looks. He's been very efficient. I think he's shooting like 50 percent from the threes, averaging like 30. Even though it's you know two games, small sample size, but he's been looking pretty impressive. And he, you know, he I think he's carried that in from the playoffs last season. So um, I'm, I'm hoping you know once Beale comes back, if ever, we'll get to more of that later. Um, that the team starts clicking.
0: Yeah, I just I think they'll be. I mean, I'm not counting them out by any means here. They still what they have three wins already. Still,
1: uh, they got two wins, but you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, only yeah, up from years. here. Only um, up from here. No, they still got all those offensive pieces. They don't have Bradley Beal yet, which was a big part of their trade this offseason. season. Yep. And uh, I just the biggest thing is like I don't think you need you, you need to expect more from Nurkic. First of all, to be a defensive presence on the end, right. you, like you cannot depend on KD to be blocking every single power forward and center on the freaking court, man. Like he, it's can't, just, he can't block
1: any. Yeah, no,
0: the man couldn't even bench press at his combine. Like,
1: and yeah, no, he can't block any.
0: Yeah, so you can't – you got to, as a team, just work better on that. Um,
1: I I will say, you know, on a high note, I think the role players are looking uh, pretty good. Yeah. Eric Gordon, you know, is still pretty knocked down from three. Um, He is. And, you know, the whole core of of the, you know, uh, role players, honestly. Grayson Allen, I hate to say it, has been, you know, whenever he's he's hitting it from three. Your
0: only defensive piece. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> um but yeah whenever he it's you know if he's efficient from 3 he's not too bad. Um so if the role players can keep it up when when the main guys come back you know it should be it should be light work. Yeah. Completely agree. Um but enough about the Suns how you know what, what do we want to talk about with the Thunder? What are your thoughts?
0: <sighs> I got a lot of thoughts. Some great, some bad. First off, I want to I want to first speak I'm going to go backwards here with the Thunder. We're gonna first talk about the game that they just had today. Uh, they just played the Warriors in the first game of the playing tournament, mm. or not the playing tournament, the in season tournament. And uh, we're gonna talk about that a little bit later about how that works and where, where our thoughts on that everything is. But today was the first night of it on Friday, November third, and there was a big controversy to the Thunder Warriors game at the very end here because Draymond decided to hit the rim on clay on Curry's final shot there. 0.02 left on the on the clock after this went in, right? So the ball went in. It would have gone in without that. Like without Draymond or Josh kitty was running underneath uh Draymond as well pulling down the net a little bit. But Draymond hit the rim, which is by definition been in the NBA for a long long time. Is if you touch the rim and it's still in the cylinder then that is a goaltending, like you, like just oh, you touch the rim, like goaltending. But they decided at the end of the game that it was goaltending, but his hand hitting the rim didn't change the trajectory of the ball, so they counted the basket. And the freaking Warriors won, it was tied 116 over 116 116 going into that, and the freaking Warriors won. So I was very pissed off about that, but despite that. I'm very, very freaking confident in this Thunder team for the fact that we just almost forced should have forced an OT without our best point guard, one of the best point guards in the NBA, Shea Gilgis Alexander out because he had a l- rolled his ankle the other night against the Pelicans, and we lost against the Pel's, but um, it was a really good game against the Pel's. Um, we guarded Zion really well. The man was not shooting very, very efficiently. Uh, in the end, in the end goal, Vucevic kind of just had his way with the entire offense, and so I think. One, like we, the Thunder are doing what they needed so badly with Chet. He's being a defensive piece down low. He had seven blocks against the Bulls the other day, or excuse me, the Cavs. And he had, I think, four blocks against the Bulls. He's averaging almost four blocks a game right now, um, leading the league in that. And so he's doing a great job. Chet's doing exactly what I wanted him to do. He got 24 points tonight as well. And I, just, I'm, I know we've lost a few. We've lost against... First loss was against the Nuggets, who I think are going to win the NBA title. Like they're just dominant, and I don't think it was, we were that bad against them. So you know, I, like I'm taking the small victories there. And then we lost against the Pels, and that was a very close game as well. Literally came down to the last minute, and we just couldn't. playing a little bit of selfish ball, so I think Mark Dagnall needs to coach a little bit better on that. And and then you know we lost against the Warriors without with the high ankle sprain on Shea Gilsey Alexander. So. I'm pretty confident in the Thunders so far this season. Um, yeah, Chet's looking good, but I see plenty of room for improvement, but that's exactly what you want out of a rookie is showing signs of greatness, but doesn't, you know, he doesn't have it figured it all out. I mean, you can't, you can't know what to expect once you get to there. So,
1: you know, it's just a young core. Um, yeah. The whole team is just young. And so, you know, it's all you can do is look up from there. Obviously they're going to keep developing, Shy is crazy. Um, J Dub, J Will, Chet, Giddy. Yeah, all. every like young their guy. First, on that like team three, three team. years, you know? So it'll be in with the draft picks also. Yeah. I don't Kaysen know. Keyson
0: Wallace, is, how, Wallace right. is doing really good. Right. Defensively, three point everything I'm
1: telling you he's a good def- he's a really good defender yeah. that was yeah, that was the th- I th- thing he was known for i think in kentucky was just a lockdown defender he's so yeah big case and wallace guy so
0: now i feel fine if we have lou Dort or case and wallace right. or j dubs yep or chet like i'm confident every single one of those people to defend any piece on the floor i'm really impressed with j dubs more this season than anybody on this team he is beefed up he's getting in there He's taken a dip points-wise so far, but he didn't pop off for points until late in the season last year anyways. But uh, J-Dub is looking dominant. He said he put on some weight. He said he was at the gym all off season so he can bully some of these people in there, and he bullied his way against Zion. And he's, he's not shied down from a fight from any big man on the court so far. So, yeah, I'm very excited for this Oklahoma State Thunder.
1: Well, you know, it, we'll we'll have to uh, give some more updates about our, our teams um, going forward. But the small sample size, it uh, sounds like we both are looking for some improvement. Um, yeah. Maybe a lot of improvement from our teams. And uh, they both have the pieces to, to do it. Yeah. So well,
0: Those are two Western Conference teams right there. But Denny, I heard we got a friend in the house today.
1: We got our boy uh, Jason B. Richardson over here. <laughs> Special guest star today for the for the uh, the pod, um, Eastern Conference fan, yeah, Boston Celtics fan, Jason. Let's hear a quick rundown of uh, the Celtics so far this year.
2: I know everybody's here. It's really tough not having a mic because there's a lot of things that were said that I really wanted to interject on, but I'll save that for later. Except for the fact that Chet's only averaging 2.6 blocks per game, not four that Matt was talking about earlier. But that's that's besides the point. Celtics are four and zero. Uh, the spacing is insane with this team. If everyone keeps shooting the way that they're shooting and playing some okay defense, haven't really beat anybody spectacular yet, but I think you got Philly up on Wednesday. It's going to be a great test for these boys. And, uh, I think Bucks went out there made a big trade, big splash with Dame, but I think the Celtics are the better team and you'll be seeing them losing to the Nuggets because I think Jokic is just that much better, so... That's your Celtics, man. I'll just be sitting over here frustrated. I don't have a mic and can't interject more. One of these guys are spewing off some of these tapes here, but that's okay. We'll work on it for the future. I'll try and write some of them down and uh, share them <laughs> with you guys later. Don't you worry.
1: Thank you for that, Jason. Also, I just want to say the Celtics are just always impeccable about, about having crazy starts to the season. I think thing was what last year. They went like 18-2 or, or whatever to start the year. Um, some... Oh, then you went down, kind of on a losing streak a little bit, kind of fluctuated after that. Yeah, right. Okay. So, hey, I think they can do it again. Jason Tatum, you know, it's, he's the guy. He is the guy.
0: It's a Jason thing. Yeah.
1: Well, looking into, you know, big news around the league, Matt, obviously we got to talk about the Harden trade, um, looking into this, uh, you know, uh, both sides of it. Who do we got? Um... Who went where?
0: So the Clippers got James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip Petrusev in the deal. And the 76ers got 2028 20, unprotected Clippers first round pick, protected 2026 first round pick, and a 2029 first round pick swap and two second round picks, a 24 and 29, as a draft compensation. The 76ers are also receiving Robert Covington, Nick Batum, Batum, and uh KJ Martin, and Marcus Morris, not Mark Keith, are uh, from the Clippers. Uh, the Thunder, Sam <laughs> Presti cannot have a single trade involved the Clippers without getting involved. So Thunder jumped in. Made it is a three-team trade. And the Thunder sent um, their least favorable of the 2026 first Round picks of theirs to the Sixers. And the Thunder gets a um, unprotected clip from the Clippers in 2027. Danny, what do you think about this trade? start off with the players involved and then we'll go to the job compensation after that
1: so starting for the you know Clipper side of it uh, obviously talking about Harden um, I think if Harden can come in with the right mindset I think that this team can be really scary um, but that mindset is he's got to realize that the, the offense is still running through PG and Kawhi. this is their team he needs to be more of a pass first point guard Um, which he necessarily hasn't been you know yes he led the league in assists last year but he's still you know averaging he's averaged 21 on 15 shots probably um and pg and kawaii especially pg are volume shooters pg's a guy that has to get up shots to kind of get a rhythm going um and we've seen that already this you know this far into the season five games in, i think he's averaging like 27 but he puts up a lot of shots um and I th- yeah he was eight he was eight of seventeen but he had twenty seven the other night um, and in the first quarter he was one for eight so he just needs heavy volume um, the same isn't necessarily said about Kawhi but I, I think PG just has, has to realize that he's not going to be um, or I'm sorry Harden has to realize that he's not going to be averaging twenty five and ten a game um, he can still average I think fifteen and ten but it just needs to be a, a a, um, efficient, fifteen and ten. So by that, I mean he needs to be kind of more of a catch and shoot guy, probably than a create his own shot guy. You know, maybe he can help, help, come off the pick and roll, um, look for a shot there. But I think if the offense is running through PG and Kawhi, you know they will double or collapse, and Harden will find himself open for a catch and shoot opportunity, um, and he really doesn't miss those. And so I think if that offense can kind of work like that, um, it'll work well uh you know Harden came out the other day and said that when he was talking about his time in Philly he's not a system player he's the system um kind of a boss move saying that but if he's coming in with that mindset uh into LA we'll, we'll see kind of what happens um obviously we'll have to monitor it'll be interesting my main concern is with uh Westbrook he was the facilitator kind of the floor general of the team uh, but essentially, his role—you know—he's very good at it. But he needs the ball in his hands, and in this offense, it's—it's uh, it's probably going to be in Harden's hands. So, will Russ come? Have to come off the bench? I don't know. Um, but we've seen what he can do when he come off when he comes off the bench. Um, but before I kind of go into more of it, your boy Russ, what do you, what do you think about Russ? Do you think he's going to have to go to the bench? Do you think he stays? I'm just worried if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's just not as kind of effect, effective yeah. you know in in the whole game
0: No yeah um I mean I, we already saw videos of them when Harden showed up to the locker room russ is excited to have James Harden back they were bros they're bros and uh, when they first started out you know they both got drafted by Oklahoma City Thunder they're bros. They, were, they loved it, and then they had some friendly banter and some hugs off court when they played each other in Thunder versus Rockets. They's, they've been in this league in a long time. They know each other very well. And so I think that only helps them in the long run. They, even though both of their games have changed dramatically since they are bossing on the team together, uh, I definitely think they both know uh, they, they still know each other, who they are, and what kind of shooter they were puts them best. And so I think Rust, who's He's played selfish so much ball in the past when he's had to, but I think Russ, especially, while he's in his time in L.A., is there to help his teammates, and like you said, the floor manager, floor general, and um, he's really putting his team... He's doing what's best to put his team in the best hands. So if he thinks he can make a shot, he pulls up to a shot. Like He's not going to waste a moment, but he's also making these obscene passes where he's trying to pass the ball around, get movement going, And he's giving it to the people. He says He's open and he's getting it to who he thinks is going to win the game. He's being playing selfless ball a lot more. And I saw this specifically in this last game here was a huge game. Probably my game of the week. This last game of the season so far, actually, was uh, Lakers Clippers. The classic LA matchup. Uh, The game ended up going to a tie because of Paul George and just mainly Paul George, honestly, but that game Kawhi under with 30 plus Paul George ended with 30 plus yep. and Russ had West was one rebound away from triple double yep. as natural with like four steals, was with it four or five steals and it was a great he game. scored like 24 points or something We yeah,
1: finished around there. I think
0: like, like, like those are three, like that's a lot of that production is going to go down with Russ no matter what, because Harden's going to shoot but Harden's not going to take away from his game. Harden's not going to take away from his uh, rebound game for sure. Right. He's like the only point guard that rebounds like crazy. So I'm excited. This trade's going to be good. Um, I know Russ decided to have James Harden there at least from what maybe, we see. Maybe
1: maybe Harden becomes more of a spot up guy, catch and shoot guy, and then I think he needs Russ. To. And then Russ just facilitates. If that happens, that that's it. That's a scary Russ nice team. I mean, right Harden really. They just, but you're right. Russ and Harden, you know, they've known each other forever. And so they're boys. I think if they can kind of click, kind of mesh for that leadership, you know, all those guys are leaders in the locker room. Yeah. I think if they all can come together, um, it should be a scary team.
0: Yeah. You know, fun fact James Harden led the league, but the same season, he led the league. I think it was a league record, uh, three points made. But that same season he also held the same record for three three pointers missed. So that man had like the most attempts of three points. Right, crazy like ever. Attempts, Yeah. That's when he was just like a lone man team over there in Houston.
1: Yep. Just doing his thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was a crazy trade. It was great to see. I I'm kind, I'm like low key excited just for the Russ and PG aspect of it. I do miss Harden, obviously. Last
1: thing yeah, last thing I want to say about the Clippers. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. Um good. Again, you know, when we talk about this team health, I was listening to a podcast the other day kind of talking about duos in the playoffs in terms of how many games they play together out of all the games. They've been on the team together. uh, PG and Kawhi have been on the same team for 37 playoff games. They've only played in 23 together. (laughs) 62% of playoff games they've played together course. That's I, I. It's probably one of the lowest out of any you know duo that's made the playoffs that that often. Um, so that just comes back. That just goes back to health. It's all it's all about health. That team. But I mean, if they can stay healthy, that should be a scary team. I had you know they were my my five in my preseason rankings. We'll see if they uh, they
0: bump up a little bit. What if what, what if KD goes to the Clippers? Just hear me out I mean Just It, f- me it fits his MO And
1: that's my boy I hate to say it But, but it what fits if, his MO What KD is like Dude, wait, you know what? He,
0: I know. He does, I know we he look, key. look dirty like that, bro. <laughs> I know. I know we look. He's biting on the floor. We've been bro. talking shit to each other up in each other's faces. But you know what, Russ? I kind of love you. And I'll i uh I'll meet you up in L.A. Hey, man,
1: after, after that all star game they had where he threw that oop. Oh, the whoosh. Yeah. Was One of the greatest moments of my life. After bro, after, after seeing all that oop. Like, come yeah, on! After seeing all that beef, you know, because they were always going were at it
0: in each other's yeah. faces,
1: and so to see
0: that oh they do my, that, I remember that game. Like, no tomorrow. Yeah. Man, I, was, I, was,
1: I hated seeing that shit. Um,
0: I was kind of, I was kind of, I was that rowdy fan. I was the man up there just yelling, "Cupcake!" I'll be honest, I'm not gonna oh, hide from it. I
1: mean, I I don't blame you. If you're no, especially being a Russ supporter, like if I was a Russ supporter, I'd be getting hyped yeah. if he was getting in Katie's face like that. Oh yeah. But, uh, but to answer your question, if KD were to <laughs> go to the Clippers, I'd be like, "Damn, he's doing, <laughs> he's doing book dirty, and
0: we going- He's just fulfilling his mo even more. That happens. You and me are going straight to Simon's house. All right, <laughs> Denny.
1: Uh, before we sorry, before we move on, go. can I just say a couple things about the Sixers? Yes, go. So with this trade. It really just opens up the floor for Tyrese Maxey even more. And I think, you know, Tyrese Maxey's already a a huge player on that team, already puts up great numbers. I think this is his backcourt now with no Harden. And we already talked about in the last pod, you know, we didn't know what Harden's situation was, so we were saying how Maxey's going to have a great year. I think this can even, you know, I don't want to say a breakout year because I think he's already kind of had that, but and I don't want to necessarily say, I don't want to go far enough to say an all-star year, but I, I could think he can have a very impressive year, um, for the Sixers. And so I'm very interested in that. Last thing I want to say in this trade, PJ Tucker goes to the Clippers. Um, I don't think the Sixers really have someone to guard that like taller forward position now, like a Tatum, a Katie, uh, Fuck, maybe even a Jimmy Butler. They don't really necessarily have someone to guard, or just even have like a defensive presence on the floor to you know at least feel comfortable. Oh, this guy is going to be able to you know get this guy down low, or, or
0: best corner three ever. Yeah,
1: or yes, best corner yeah. three. I think that was maybe a big hit. I mean that you know they got back Roko Batum. Um, oh yeah, and, and they did not.
0: They got a pretty good load back. Yeah.
1: Like, I just think- I think I was just going to say defensively. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Rocco, Roko I would say would probably be the next best defender. So it may not be as bad as I think it would be. But I think just losing PJ Tucker though would be interesting to see. Yeah,
0: yeah. it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think both these teams really just benefit in the in the long run. I don't think there's a lose lose here.
1: Oh yeah, Batum, Batum's you know. Biggest. He's big, always yeah. he's always open. He always is knocking down shots.
0: Biggest winner though, obviously, is the Thunder for uh over yeah, the Clippers again. Yeah, it's the best part. Also, we uh, own him. What time did Woj drop this at? Woj bomb was like eleven. It was eleven our time. Yeah. And <laughs> this man, <laughs> this oh, classic Woj. This man and and Shams are the two uh, best tweeters out there for the NBA news. You know, looks like our Shetty over there in the NFL as well. But, uh, so Woj literally has to board a flight and Woj literally wanted to get this so bad before Shams that he literally missed his flight because it was literally boarding and taking off. He's like, I need to get this out. So he literally misses his flight in the airport and just to drop the Woj bomb.
1: I fucking love it, dude. I love Woj. That's called commitment. Did I did I tell you that I got a photo, fo- me and Simon got a photo with him at the Summer League?
0: Oh. <sighs> That's Okay, that's pretty legendary.
1: win Lobby, you know, just in the casino. Like, we're just walking by one of the bars, and we just saw him up there. So we went up to him. We were just like, whoa. We were like, yo, whoa, can we get a photo? He was like, yeah. So we took a photo, and I told him he was the goat. Shook his hand. He was like, thank you. Appreciate it. Damn. That's and, cool. then, and then Simon's brother, Justin, ran into uh, Shams later. <laughs> After we had already left the hotel, like, leaving Vegas, he got a photo with him.
0: I didn't realize how, Shams actually, how young Shams was actually.
1: He's pretty young. Or he, I don't I don't, yeah. I don't even fucking know.
0: He was up on the K Adams show, the Up and Adams show. I was like, damn, this is Shams? I don't know why. I, you always look at the Twitter profile.
1: Damn. Oh, my God.
0: I know. Anyways, so you have old Woj and <laughs> <like> Shams. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Woj is winning, man. I mean, For everything. Woj is winning. Yeah. The man must oh, yeah. play. Yeah. All right, Denny. Let's move on from that trade. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about injuries because... I, this is sucks to hear, but we're dealing with a lot of injuries really early on the season. Some due to preseason some due to other reasons I'll let you go ahead and talk about that
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we'll start off with the main guy. I feel like and that's Bradley Beal um, He hasn't played this season so far. He I think only played two games in the preseason hasn't played since October 12 Um Reports also were that his back hasn't been right for weeks and that there's no timetable for its return. I honestly don't know if this injury came. I mean, I guess it must have happened during the preseason since he played two games, um, but I never really heard like a big, you know, I never saw a big play or a big kind of article or whatever about about the injury. Um, do you do you know anything about that? I really don't know much about that no. injury. I haven't looked into it.
0: I was, no, I, uh, I was shocked. I was, you know, expecting to play, but I had no idea
1: yeah and so i mean with the with the uh, like new load management policies too we'll, i'll go into that more in a second um, it's interesting to see what the season looked like for him um, you know obviously i was talking about it in the last pod he's he's one of those guys where he's had injuries a lot uh, especially these past couple of years and he's been on load management um so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but even looking around the rest of the league, you know, Book now has played two games, but, but I mean, he's missed time. Um, I don't even think, I think Darius Garland has played one game. Um, I'm not sure if, I don't even, I'm not sure if the Cavs played tonight, but Darius Garland's only played one game. Cam Johnson's only pissed, uh, played one game and uh, he's going to be reevaluated in, I think, 10 days. Darren Fox just went down with an ankle injury. He's going to miss some time. We were talking about, I think, Anthony Simons. He got that wrist surgery. He's out six weeks. And so it's it's weird, you know, that that injuries have just been plaguing the league. I mean, there's other guys, too, that I haven't even played yet. Uh, obviously, Beal, Jared Allen, Jared Vanderbilt, Trey Murphy. Um, and so it's just really interesting to see how many injuries there have already been either from the preseason or recovering from something in the offseason. Um, and, you know, we're, we're two weeks in and it seems like, you know, injuries are already starting to kind of add up. Um, so it's... Yeah. And, and then, you know, looking, especially uh, for kind of those big-time players with load management, um, they have, you know, they set this new policy for load management this year. Back, I think, last year... Um, they set the new rule that you have to play at least sixty-five games to be eligible for any of the major awards in the league. Yeah. And then this off-season, they um, created like a new a new policy. Um, that means you can't. Re- it says you cannot rest more than one star player from a game. A star player is identified as someone who's been an All-Star or an All-NBA in any of the last three seasons. Um, but it, has, it says that you have to make stars. Available for nationally televised games and in-season tournament games.
0: By that definition, Victor Wembanyama is not a star. Did he not play? He didn't play an all-star or all. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm like. I think that's. I think it's oh, dumb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so ridiculous. Like just, I think okay. It, I
1: see what you're saying.
0: I mean, that's what I was gonna say. But you have to define right. a star. Right. You know, and Right, I think so that,
1: I guess that's how they define it You're, Yeah, someone who's been an all-star or all-NBA In any of the last three seasons Like we talked so about for a rookie
0: Yeah, well, like we talked about like Wambia is, is uh, you know, generational talent And you, so you could technically rest him and, and you can argue this against the league Because that's what they did to find They didn't define rookies Right Rookie was not an all-star Rookie didn't do any all all-NBA, an NBA. Yeah,
1: hasn't even played fucking three seasons Exactly So, so Shit I didn't even think about that when I was writing all these notes down.
0: No, no, like, that's a, That's actually
1: a good point. Um,
0: so, yeah, I think it's... I so think it could it's be, well, it could
1: be anyone out. who hasn't even played three seasons in league. Yeah.
0: Or you could have some who just popped off last year and was like, a, a great person this year.
1: Yeah. Fuck, dude.
0: Like, wow. Like Halliburton, right? Right. Yeah. He was... he's probably one of the top players on the that Sixers of offense yep. right now. Or just in general. Right. Like... He's technically not considered a star player, even though I think every a lot of people other than JoJo would call him a star player on that team.
1: I'm really glad uh, glad you brought that up. Yeah, I um, think it's. That, yeah, I, think that's I, didn't even, I didn't even realize that point. So.
0: Yeah, I think that's where you like kind of look at it as like, oh, why do why do they have to say star player, and then why do they have to define the star player in that kind of way? You know.
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck man, that was really, I guess. Well, I guess we're just gonna see how yeah. it plays out this year. Um, they, cl- you know, the league, I guess, in the policy claims they're going to be sending out some pretty harsh punishments, but we'll see if they even send out the punishments. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's like, it's just money 100K for the first fine, 250K for the second fine. Um, I mean, we'll, see, but like we've been, like you've been saying, we'll see if they even, you know, investigate or even do that shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just kind of looking overall at injuries and, and load management. Obviously, you know, only five games in, but it's really already starting to affect the league, and we'll just have to kind of monitor it. I fucking hope Bradley Beal comes back soon. Um, I the Suns need him, so let's let's get him back.
0: Yes, sir. All right, Denny.
1: I have been having some good back and forth uh, with all these topics. Um, but my little bit drunk and high ass has totally forgot about our boy. And so, Jason, I apologize for that. Um, you know, just give us your spiel of everything we've discussed so far. Kind of what your thoughts Apologies are. Accepted. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, sir. And so, yeah, you know, just let us know what you're thinking from everything we talked about, our takes, and and all that.
2: Oh, absolutely. I have been taking notes, so don't worry, everybody. (laughs) We're we're going to start at the bottom and go up to the top. Uh, Matt's hate for Wemby is just sad. He's just jealous that Chet didn't get his year in the spotlight last year because Chet's a really fun guy. And I think that season off was, like, huge for him to build muscle and stuff, but, like, the fact you just hate Wemby this much is a bad look for you, buddy. It just doesn't look good on you uh the load management's a fascinating system i think it's going to be a fun test period this year for the nba and i just don't i think it'll be like really fun like what if teams just start faking injuries and like pay off a third party like and get them to sit more like it's a thing that could happen
1: that's that's a good point
2: yeah of like i don't know like there's so many ways to just go through the system yeah like and it's not a perfect system either but and i get like if i'm and out of town, if I drive down to Portland to go watch an NBA game, and I want to see Wemby, who only comes there a few times a year, like I want to make sure he's out on the court. Yep. And like, or if like KD is like out there for the Suns, like I want to make yep. sure he's out there on the court. Like I want to see my guys. And I guess it's part of the game, got to be safe, but that's just fascinating. And then lastly, the Clippers deal. What are what are the Clippers doing here? How many teams has James Harden left on? Three. So he left on the Rockets. Yep, got the fat suit out. Pulled some similar shit with the with uh, the Nets.
1: Pulled some bullshit with the Nets. Yeah, and I then, and then like, wanted out and just
2: fucking left. And got got out. Got, got out this way out. Yep, yep. And now he's out of Philadelphia, which is where like they and just didn't was, pay him a lot of was money. Bloody. It was all yeah, same. It's been bloody every time. Yeah. yeah, and like there's only one basketball, right? Have the rules changed recently or no? Nope. No match shaking right his head now. So yeah, there's still just one there's, basketball. there's one.
1: You only one person can have it at all times yeah,
2: So how, how who storm like you, uh, how do you keep it's, everyone operating at that clever side of things? It, it's
1: That's that's the question. Yeah, we'll see if I mean it has everything has to work out perfectly
2: for them to, for it to work Yeah, exactly. so it's and the question is will it work? It's we'll a big see. It, and is, is. it is Max is gonna be a dog for the 70 sectors. A little afraid of him to see what he's going to become from a soldier's perspective I'm, in the future, but Maxie, I'm not worried about him. He's, he's, he's bum right now. He's, he, he will be a dog. He, You can hear that. You heard that here first. Alright, I'll, I'll send her back over to Matt, and I'll be taking more notes folks, so don't you worry.
1: Well, I'm going to make it my mission not to uh, forget you. We will make sure to include your opinions on all these topics. Jason, and thank you again for being here, man. It's an honor that you're in the pod. Episode 2, first guest. I wouldn't want anyone else to be the first guest on this pod. Welcome, Jason.
0: I can think of a few people. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm just kidding, Jason. We love you. All right. We're going to do a quick look into the NBA City Editions. So, if you don't know, the NBA drops new City Edition jerseys. Every year since, I want to say about 2015, 2016 um they've had them for a while some of them are really good some of them are really bad so we're kind of just kind of taking a look at these overall jerseys right now um they kind of try to make a story out of these that has to do with the team itself so for example like the miami vice jerseys one of my favorite ever it was was nice city tradition that the miami had the last couple of years and you know miami vice is just those colorful those Lovely colors, an old show from when my mom watched, apparently. I don't know. She's old. Love her though. Love you, Jody. Sorry if you're hearing this. Uh Daddy, I got up on screen right here, right now. Um, the city editions. Uh just pick a couple that you might like and take a couple if that you might think are just stupid.
1: <laughs> this is uh I'm trying to even look at these hold up.
2: Let's yes, yes. So so Denver's is just hilarious. Like I think it i I think it's so funny, though, like, oh, we're a mile high. Let's put how many feet it takes to get to a mile on the front of the jersey. <laughs> like, that's just some funny shit, man. <laughs> and then I think that's really it. The rest of them are kind of mid. Do you, and do I don't you like, like any of them? I don't like the fact they do these every year. I get it's, they're like cool stories and sucked, but like you kind of take away from the story when you try and tell a new one. What do you think of the Boston year? one? Uh... I know it has to do with a gym outside of Boston there where like basketball was founded it's like all about the gym there so like whatever like cool story yeah. but like when you do it every year it kind of takes away from the from it all so but those are just my thoughts
1: okay Which one's the one that says culture on it? Is it oh, that's supposed to be... That's, I was about to say. It's it's
0: culture. culture. I think that's one of the dumbest ones. There's like, it does nothing else. Just black and red. It just says heat culture.
1: Yeah. Nothing honestly, special. None of these really, like, pop out to me in terms of uh, ones I enjoy.
0: I like the... Uh, shout out to Miss Fat for teaching me five tomatoes for uh, my mile and feet. 5280, oh, maybe. That's kind of funny one, actually. Um... I like the, uh, I think the cool ones are, I like the Timberwolves a lot. It's got the icy blue. Those look freaking sick. And uh, um, I also really like the District, the District of Columbia. Those are kind of cool. Really cool. A little bit different, a like, different color scheme. Which, yeah. <laughs> which a lot of people complain about. It's just taken away from like the original team. They were just completely made up colors. Um, I feel like those Utah ones look like they're old school jerseys. Yeah, the Utah looks kind of old school, but kind of new. It's kind of nice. Is that not their old school jersey?
1: Uh, it's like, Wait, time out, No, it's
0: kind of similar it But maybe a little same. different Okay Yeah But yeah, other than that It's just everything else Oh, I like indies quite a bit Indies kind of got this Like That's cool This 90s neon kind of vibe Or yeah. 80s Pretty cool You know, obviously Indie racing culture over there The
1: Suns one so. looks like One of their other fucking jerseys It doesn't, even, doesn't even look any different So it There's is. just no No why In the valley Yeah It's the only difference Same color
0: so. Casey's boring San Francisco's. Yeah, I
1: honestly haven't really even seen any of these until right now. Nola's Um, boring.
0: H Town, boring. Yeah, I kind of agree with Jason. Most of these are pretty (laughs) mid. They're pretty mid.
1: Really, nothing stands out to look at.
0: Even more exciting part of the play in tournament, they have these lovely new floors that they have specifically for these play in the season tournament. What do you think about these floors? You know? I think they, they were released a couple of days ago um,
1: or, you know, some time ago on Instagram. So you were able to see photos of them, but they were like digital photos. They weren't the actual court. And so I will say that when I saw clips of games today, I didn't realize how defined the colors were, how like they you, I, I don't know. Some of the games I feel like I could not even see the players or my focus was not on the there players. Some pretty bad ones. Yeah. Um, I, is They're doing this because of the in-season tournament, right? yeah it's to promote the
0: in-season tournament so how is that supposed to promote the in-season tournament yeah, dude, i don't know it literally it literally just looks like a 2k floor it's like like on your uh
1: your my team you can you can create your they own probably court. created these courts in 2k I and mean, then like and then we're, whole we're, it, we're, we're gonna team. we're gonna put this in i don't understand it i don't know what the hell the reason for it is um can, i can, just, can either their
0: sponsorship with
1: ea sports yeah um Jason, what do you think about the city jerseys? Any more thoughts on the city jerseys? And what are your thoughts on the new courts?
2: Uh, the new courts are ridiculous. It's a nice thing to post on Twitter, so you can get a lot of interaction from the aggregator accounts in your main account. It's just kind of like, meh. I, it, it's hard to watch basketball on that screen. Cool, out oh, of the trophies in the middle of them, though. It's not like cool the redeeming part of them. Yeah, that is pretty cool. The Um, in-season
0: tournament cup.
1: Yeah, we'll be talking more about that in a little bit. But right now, we're going to go over kind of our, you know, the rankings so far, standing so far in the year. Um, We're going to start off with kind of someone we're, you know, surprised with uh, in a good way and someone we're surprised with in a bad way from both conferences, starting with the Eastern Conference or sorry, let's go with the Western Conference. Um, Matt, what is a team that you've been surprised by in a good way? What team is performing well that you did not necessarily expect them to?
0: Um, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Pelicans. They're looking good. Zion's, Zion's being Zion. Um, they're, they're looking good team. Obviously, they beat my team, so I'm a little salty. But I got to put respect on the team. They have a lot of people in depth in that team now. CJ McCollum's sharpshooter. You know, the is down there with um, Zion kind of all over the place. I think it's good for them. Uh, yeah, it's a good team. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do here. Um, my, my main concern
1: from them is uh, just another team with health issues. Honestly, yeah. And obviously you see it with Zion. And then also another person who's been hurt a lot is B.I., Mm-hmm. Bi is hurt a lot. Yeah, um, he's, and he's, he's
0: injured right now. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I think he's been out with a foot injury. Yeah, um, I, I didn't see him play. And against he's had. Thunder. I feel like he's had a history of foot injuries too. And he's a prominent role in the offense. Yeah. I mean, Bi is a hooper, and I feel like these are the prime years of his career that he's just. It's this is not the first year he's been hurt. It's been for a while, and I feel like these are just the prime years he's losing, um, with injuries. So yeah, but they've had a great start so far. Um, anything else you want to add about the Pels?
0: Nah, it's, yeah, I think their soccer. Well, I think this will continue their success. I don't, I don't know. Like you said, I'm kind of worried about the injuries. Brandon, I'm like, I, I'm with you on that point. I don't know if they can continue. Right now, they're currently at the four spot, tied with the Mavericks, who are also four and one, with Denver and Golden State both at five and one. Um, I don't think they sustain this. Especially going to this playing tournament, the season tournament season in season tournament, especially the in season tournament uh, coming up, I don't I don't think they'll be as competitive as a lot of these other teams that are playing for this.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, you know they're they're playing well. Um, I think a team that I have that has been surprising me uh, by their play so far has been the Mavs. Um, I have I have a lot of bias against the Mavs just because of how their season ended last year, um, pulling their guys out. It was an opportunity to get in the playoffs. I feel like they, if they had their guys in and you know were locked in, they could have potentially made it. Um, but this season, they're they're now four and one. They just lost tonight to the uh, the Nuggets. Um, but before that, they were four zero. Luca's averaging thirty four. I think ten and ten right now. I think he's shooting fifty from the field, forty from the three. Um, and he's doing this all while Kyrie's been hurt. I think Kyrie played today, and I think that was his second game of the year, possibly third game of the year. Um, and so, honestly, what I've what I've seen from their offense so far this year is they got a lot of shooters right now. Got a lot of catch and shoot guys, and so when Luca yeah
0: they're draining yeah out there.
1: they're yeah I mean everyone on that team can shoot. They have Grant Williams, Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry fucking Maxi Kleba is
0: Maxi opening up the floor,
1: you know, hitting threes, and so when you have guys like Kyrie and Luka being able to just create, drive have the defense collapse, kick out um, when guys are hitting their threes it's it's really hard to stop that team um, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out we'll see if they keep it up Luka again had 34 10-8 uh, and eight tonight He's been playing out of his mind right now. Um, and another team, another player who's who I've been impressed with, you know, he hasn't necessarily done as much on the stat sheet, but he's, you know, he's playing an important role out there on the floor is Derek Lively, their rookie. Um, he's been playing well. So that's a team that I'm I'm impressed with. Uh, going over to Jason. Jason, do you have a team in the Western Conference that you're kind of surprised by, by how they've started in a positive way?
2: No. No surprises. Everybody's doing exactly what I expected out here. It's so. good to hear. Yep. Yeah. I had this. I had this all planned out a week ago. Yeah. This is how it was going to be going.
1: There we go. Hey. So. He's, he's feeling good.
0: The all-knowing Jason. Everybody. Yep.
1: Hey, well, so going to still in the Western Conference, Matt, who's a team that's not been for- performing well that you're surprised by?
0: I think it's, I think it's just quite obvious. It's got to be the Memphis Grizzlies. They're 0-6. So I they lost them. again tonight. Yeah, they, they just, lost tonight. Who, who they lose to?
1: Let's go look. The, the uh, they, Blazers. They lost to the Blazers by two. Yeah.
0: Wow. It was, wow. It was an OT, wasn't it, Jason? Yeah. Wow. It was an OT tonight. And, uh, yeah, they, wouldn't, they didn't wow. even come close to no T. So Jaron Jackson
1: at 30, Desmond Bain at 33.
0: Marcus the fact Smart that the, looked like crap yeah, the
1: fact that David Roddy is their third highest scorer is nuts. Yeah. That's it. What it Marcus looked, Smart had eight. Oh for five from three, four from twelve from the field. <laughs> this okay. is also my team, by the way. That yeah, no doubt. yeah, I mean it's probably no doubt or their own six. I mean, obviously, yeah, you don't have jaw, but you still have Desmond Bain. You still have Triple J. I mean, you have Marcus <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Marcus Smart is a great defender. He's a great facilitator. Can find his own shot. So I, I'm very surprised that this team has been... They, have me. <laughs> they haven't won a game. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, they ain't been it. I don't, I don't really have too much to say on them. Do you have anything else that you want to add?
0: No, I mean, obviously you have Jaw out for another 30-ish games. Yeah, because he's thirty six games suspension. It was a uh, twenty five game suspension. Yeah, twenty five yeah. so, so, Yeah, got, still thirty games. He's got, games left, he's, got uh, he's,
1: yeah. he's got twenty he's got twenty
0: games left. Math wise, like, he's mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyways. Um, but I
1: mean, that's still a quarter of the season. You know, he's missing, so it's yeah, big. Um,
0: it's it's about It's drastic, but I mean, I think they're gonna get their shit together, and especially when. Jaw's back, you know. He gonna be holding the gun, so yeah. I think I think they'll be good.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, Derrick Rose can maybe be the, that you know role model to create an adult in the room for Jaw. We'll see. We'll see if it plays out. We gotta wait 21 games because this guy's a fucking wreck.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All, <laughs> All right, right, to the Eastern Conference, Denny. Yep. Uh, uh, give me, give me shockers. Give me a, give me a positive shocker first.
1: Yeah. So. I would say, okay, well, first off, for those that don't know, we have one, two, three, four, five teams that are all three and two. Um, So the standings necessarily, you know, it doesn't really necessarily matter right now for a team I'm about to say. I have two teams that I'm kind of been impressed by so far, just by their record. I mean, obviously it's a small sample size. Um, One is the Orlando Magic um, they're looking you know, pretty well right now. They beat, I think, the Rockets, the Blazers, and the Jazz. And they had a really close loss to the Lakers. I think they lost by two to the Lakers. They looked really good in that game. Um, so I've been impressed. Paulo's been playing well. Franz Wagner, I think, has been their leading scorer so far. Cole Anthony's been playing well. they got a lot of role players, a lot of young guys on that team. Um, the question is, will they keep it up? Because, I mean, this is a super small sample size We'll see. Um, so I have them and another team that I've been impressed by um, just because they don't necessarily have the greatest starts or uh, the greatest standings anyways in the East, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they've had good wins so far. They beat the Bucks by, I think, 20. Um, the bad game from Dame, but they still had a great, great win for that. Trey Young's been playing well, but his three-point uh, shooting's been bad. I think he's 25% from three right now. Dejounte's been playing well, um, and a, a guy who's been kind of rising for that team is Oyeka and Kongwu.
0: Yeah, Kongwu.
1: Yeah, I think right now he's he's playing efficient, uh, twenty three minutes a game. Um, he's really starting to eat away Capella's minutes, but I think Capella's kind of on his way out. Kongwu's in. He's been playing really well. Um, obviously, there's both early sample sizes for these teams, but those are the teams I'm impressed by. Who is your team? Is it either of those teams, or do you got a different team up there?
0: Um, i was gonna go the Pacers. They look good. That's
1: your team right there. I think that was like that Pacers. finished out your your rankings preseason rankings. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think they deserve
0: the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I think they're gonna continue to do good. They got a good young core over there too. Um, former Gonzaga guy Andrew Namhart over there, actually getting some actually good minutes out there, which I'm really excited to see. And uh, yeah, they got they got a good stack team. Um. They're doing exactly what I thought they were going to do. I guess I'm Jason, all knowing. I knew Pacers are going to do this kid. Don't believe me. I'm going to go straight into my biggest shocker on the low wise just because I think it's. Everything everybody expects a lot more is this the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, But it's, I'm going to do two two shockers. One's Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is not looking like MVP caliber at all right now. Uh, do you blame that on Dame? Do you blame that on himself, or what do you what do you do there? And I just, I don't know who to blame specifically, but they're they need to figure out how to play together, Dame and Giannis, and they need to figure out how to get this team to three and two. Obviously, like I said, stupid early, but um they they play the way they've been looking at it. They ain't gonna win no Eastern Conference at all.
1: Yeah, um, I I also have the Bucks as my shocker for for bad team but first I want to go over to Jason to see who his team that's been playing well that he's shocked by let's hear it
2: I love how unserious the Washington Wizards are I do I do have uh, some negative thoughts about Jordan Poole just because of where he went to college so I will hold that against him but some of the shots that he takes and like looks back like, some of the high the low light clips of him are just so funny I just think, and like Wizards down twenty, they just throw it off the backboard for a sick slam, cuts the lead to eighteen that they're now down by was just an all time clip on Twitter, uh, and I just don't think they're going to be a very serious team. Was it was it
1: Porzingis that blocked him when he like walked back out to the three, and then pulled that shot?
2: Yeah, yeah. Was that Porzingis? That was Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm
1: talking about? And then like oh,
2: everyone was clowning on him that he was like, this guy's in a video game or some some shit. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. Oh, and also shout out to the Bucks fan who hit a half-court shot and yeah, won 10000 grand. Yeah. Not going to lie, I think it should be a little bit more for hitting a half for someone random coming out of the stands at a half-court. Like in front of all those people, they're deserving more. I'd 10, say that's 000. like a 15K on, at, an, at on a minimum. National TV. Oh, yeah. If it's national TV, if it's on TV, yeah, if it's on you I think put that more. up to 25 Come yeah, on, you bump it up. I agree. But yeah, Washington was done serious and excited to see how bad they'll be this year. Do you have a team you're impressed by that's been doing well? Uh, no, very happy with my Celtics. I think it's more just shocking that I think the box was a very good point of like, they're, they're just trying to figure it out here, but they need to. Take it in gear sooner rather than later because the way the Celtics are looking it's just not a lot of time to be dropping games right now but a lot of basketball out of us
1: yeah just kind of talking a little bit more about the Bucks. um you know I, I understand that it might take a little bit of time obviously I think the main thing is that because it's they have Adrian Griffin coming in so it's a new coach, it's a new system, um, new offense. And so, you know, the guys that are still there, Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, all of them, they have to now adjust to that new offense. And then you have Dame coming in, who's got to adjust that offense and get used to playing, uh, with the new team. And so I think there's just some growing pains and it'll take time. Um, I didn't necessarily expect it, but that's because I was biased about Dame, uh, For many reasons, including including uh, fantasy purposes, and so um, you know, I mean, he's not playing bad right now through through six games. But the main thing is that he's struggling from three. Um, I think he's just struggling to find his shot right now. Might be forcing it a little bit. Um, One stat that I saw, I don't remember the specifics of it, but basically what I saw is that right now in that offense, out of the pick and roll, Dame and Lopez are doing more pick and roll than Dame and Giannis which should not be happening. Um, I was talking about it in the last episode. We were, you know, Dame and Giannis after the pick and roll should be unstoppable because you have to close out and That's then you leave so him easy. up. It's so easy. And so the fact that they're doing more pick and roll with Brooke Lopez than Giannis, uh, it's it's concerning. I'm hoping it's just growing pains. You know, they watch film. Adrian Griffin learns, adapts. We'll, we'll kind of see. Um so yeah that kind of rounds out our our shockers um for both conferences just kind of looking at the standings in general kind of records for both you know on both sides kind of in in power ranking terms what what are you what are your kind of thoughts right now on any teams any surprises um anything like that
0: um one person i another kind of like a shocker where i was Kind of disappointing them is the Miami Heat. They went on a four-game losing streak, and they won like, two now. They're two and four now. They were looking absolutely horrible. Yeah, um, yeah, they were looking absolutely horrible. So that was not fun to see them being so bad. But they're they're gaining their way back. So now they're two and four. So they just need to work together better. And I think they got they got a good coach down there. I'm, I trust them doing good. So that was my one big shocker for me was the Heat other than the Bucks but themselves, but everybody else in the bottom I kind of expect it. The Wizards, um, I mean, Jason talked about them. We can agree on all his standpoints. Shout out Corey Kispert. Love that man. But uh, everybody else, it seems pretty, yeah, the Hornets, same. Raptors, Bulls. Cavs, I had all of them down. Norton Knicks, a little bit low, but plenty of time. I'm not too worried about them.
1: Going going back to the Wizards, I think honestly, when the leaders of your team are now Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, uh, it's not gonna be the most promising thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I I mean, when I saw Jordan Poole go over there, I I didn't really think much of it. I knew it wasn't gonna do anything for that team. So they're they're probably gonna struggle this year. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens in the offseason, but that's it's nothing's gonna happen with them. Yeah. No. Um any other any other teams possibly in the West? Any of the other teams that you, you know kind of shocked by, or any other comments? Just kind of looking at, at standing so far, or records of teams.
0: Um, I already gave my opinion on the Thunder. My um, opinion the Grizz. Shablers just doing not too shabby. They're three and three.
1: Um, with Simon's out, I'm I'm impressed, and and with yeah. the poor play from Scoob, we'll get to more of that in a minute. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. And DeAndre has three wins and the poor play of DeAndre
0: Aiden Yeah, he he started doing bad at the beginning, but he's picked it. He's picked his shit up the last few games. Better have. Yeah. yeah, so he's doing a lot better now. Um, he's a great defense beast for them. Um, all these. Yeah, other than that, I don't think there's too much shocking up there. Warriors are technically. Warriors and Nuggets are tied by one, so you know, it's huge there. Um, Suns already talked about how they're disappointing. Uh, Sacramento's just kind of mid. They're, I don't know. They've just been on and off.
1: Yeah, now with now with Deering out, it, yeah, it might they, take some
0: time. They play the Lakers. Yeah, they, they weren't looking great against the Lakers.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. So, we'll see. Jason, any thoughts on any any teams? Any anything?
2: No, nah, Daddy. Not really other thoughts. A lot of basketball left. I mean, you plenty, plenty of basketball left. Oh, yeah. So I talked about this playing yeah, tournament like, or the match. I'm saying play tournament, the uh, midseason tournament, the in-season tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's an exciting idea. I think it's a little silly the way they rolled it out, but overall excited.
1: Yeah, we're yeah, God. we have we have a lot to talk about with the in-season tournament. Um, before we get to that, we're just going to kind of go through a couple of rookies real quick Um Starting off with with Scoot, you know he's kind of had a had a slow start. Matt, what are your your thoughts uh, looking at kind of at, at stats so far, um, and and his minutes? What what are your thoughts?
0: He uh, he kind of sucks. <laughs> not to <Yeah. laughs> not to be blunt, yeah. But uh, this is not at all what you are expected to do as a second second overall pick. Like, yeah, no, this is unacceptable. Um, he needs to do better
1: and i mean you know i, I realize that they at night they uh now have brogdon kind of leading that backcourt with simons out um but i feel like scoot should still be getting a lot of opportunities to get shots up and and just get some experience going and it doesn't really seem like it's been going well for him uh through five games he's averaging nine two and four thirty four percent from the field ten percent from the three um He's taking about sh- 10 shots a game. So, you know, he's getting opportunities to get shots up. They're just not falling. Yeah. I personally haven't seen too many games uh, for the Blazers, so I don't know if that's because he's taking, you know, forcing bad shots or if he's just missing shots in general. Um, but, you know, obviously we're only five games in. We, we've seen what Scoot can do in the G League. I mean, he's a, he's very impressive. And so maybe this is just some growing pains you know, adjusting to the league is always is always different. So um with with time I think he should improve. Jason, do you have any thoughts on Scoot Henderson?
2: It was pretty shocking with how bad he started off the season and just like a lot of the athleticism. It's just trying to get into a system too. Like yeah. it is a de- like G League is a bit is definitely it's an interesting lead for a good development and as another option as opposed to college, but it's just not the same. It's not the not the association that everyone's used to playing in, so I think he's just still getting adjusted here. I'd be shocked if he ends up this low and doesn't have some sort of correction back up towards the top with the other rookies around Chet and Wemby, because I think on this Blazers team, there's a lot of opportunity for him to grow, and kind of, we saw that with Jalen Green last year, if he did a good job of growing into his role on the team and I think that'll I think something similar will happen here with uh scoop.
1: I like that comparison um, and maybe it'll be interesting to see yeah maybe right now with uh, with Simon's out maybe Brogdon will take more kind of that facilitating role scoop, scoop can be more of a scorer for now and then when Simons comes back maybe that'll change um, but I agree I think with time uh, just growing with the offense getting more chemistry with players. Um, everything should be going well. Moving on to our next person, Mr. Wim and Yama. I think Matt, I will start off talking about him first just because he is my projected uh, rookie of the year. Um, Mistakenly. <laughs> you know, he's been... The two games I've watched him play in were both the Suns games. And I think watching those as time went on, especially in the game two, he was progressively looking better better and and more comfortable game one and four blocks he really started getting going in the second half uh you know really was part of that run that brought him back from down 20 and then the game winning layup of course and then going into game two two days later i mean finished with a career high 38 10 boards hit three threes two blocks um i think what what we see with women yama is just it's uh obviously just the height um, being able I think to run the floor with that with that ball handling ability is uh, pretty special right now he's averaging 28 or 28 boards and two blocks um, the Spurs have looked impressive uh, so far in the season um, Keldon Johnson Devin Vassell both are really strong cards for him Zach Collins has been looking impressive down low with Lemonyama uh, this will be an interesting team to look at um, but I, you know watching the last two games that Weminyama's played I've been very impressed Matt I know that you are a Chet guy but do you have any thoughts on Weminyama five games in
0: I got two quotes one's from Dylan Brooks and one's from Shaq let's hear them one from Dylan Brooks is Dylan Brooks is asked about Victor Weminyama because obviously nothing but the media is all over Victor Weminyama the man fucking takes a jump and the world knows and uh so the quote from Dylan Brooks is uh, he's asked about Victor Wembanyama and asked about his play. And uh, all Dylan Brooks said, he's just tall. And uh, I felt that because we already have plenty of tall guys out here. He, he's not even the tallest guy in the league, you know? So what what difference him him from those other guys that are that big? Uh, he Have I'm, you been impressed with his play, though? Yeah, no, I've been impressed. That's okay. what I was getting to. He's, okay. he's good. He's a good... He is good, but now to quote Shaq, what he said, they, everybody says, he says, he's never seen a guy like Wempingama. Yes, you have. His name is Bull Bull. Bull Bull just don't play hard. And I think there's a lot, of, there's a few handful of people that are just like Bull Bull, Home Holmgren, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it now. And a few other guys, there these big guys that are playing like that. So yeah, we have seen a victim with Binyama, like, and it just proves it that way. But yeah this man is playing hard he's 19 years old that's crunched insane (laughs) when i was 19 Uh, (laughs) but no he's he's good uh obviously i do um i mean as any normal person would i get annoyed with the media hype like but uh no he's a good he's good i just don't i yeah
1: i i just want to say i want to say one thing uh yeah, you know, uh, Wemby and Chet, kind of the same same kind of build or whatever. Uh, but but that Shaq quote, comparing him to Bulbul, I think is a little ridiculous. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, maybe they're the same build. But if you look at Bulbul's highlights, I think he only really had highlights when he was in high school and people were questioning how old he was and what grade hey, he, he was played, in.
0: He played good for Oregon.
1: Um, he played well for Oregon, uh, but but after that he really hasn't done anything um maybe necessarily hasn't gotten the chance but I, I get what Shaq's trying to say with that quote but I, I just think you can't even compare Wemby to Bulbul like that um Wemby's already years ahead of Bulbul I think um that's all I gotta say on that Jason what are your thoughts on Wemby anything you gotta say
2: Said a little bit earlier, it's just a bad look for poor Matt over here for how much he hates this generational talent. He's going to be in the lead for years, and this man just despises him because he's stealing a, the spotlight from Chet because LeBron stepped on Chet's ankle. So, you know, here we are. It's, it's a, We all made it here today because of all those events. But I think Wemby's awesome. I think he's going to be – I didn't know he was only 19 – I, that fact has missed me up until now, and that's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's a youngin'. Yeah, crazy. that's, that's yeah. gonna be awesome because he's gonna be around for so long to torture Matt and to do some really awesome basketball things, too. So I'm excited to see him grow. And and the fact that he's just like doing this, like, this Spurs team isn't like awesome. He doesn't have like the people that Chet has around him. And not to just that, not discounting what Chet's doing either, but I think it's just giving Victor a little bit more of a edge up there of like, he's kind of doing this with not a lot of great pieces around him to kind of show how freaking awesome he is you know i think i think we're gonna be witnessing history with both
1: limby and chet for years to come and i'm excited to see them both but moving on to chet matt let's talk about him what, five, six games in? How's he looking? How's the team
0: looking? What are your thoughts? First of all, Jason was a laphrenic injury and it's on the top of your foot, not on the side of his foot, just to let you know. And it's a real serious injury, and he took the entire year to recover it, and he's still fucking bawling out here, okay? Because every more blocks than Wemby in this game. He's the the difference that splits Chet from Wemby is the fact that Chet is playing a true number five, a true center for the Thunder is what he's listed at. He's playing there. And he's their only big guy on that team versus the Spurs. Victor Wembingama is not playing the true five. He's playing the more of the four role. And you got Zach Collins down there playing called Zags. Another Zag boy, my guy, um, coming out of Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have other big guys there. But the difference is as well is Wembingama is the entire lifeline support for that Spurs team. They didn't have him. They would not be winning games like I just hundred percent believe that kind of like jason's talking about the different guys around him but yeah but you still have chet having this kind of performance not like a performance slightly under uh victors and he's still putting up these points putting up these stats with guys around him with shay gilgis alexander who was who had over 30 points per game last year he's averaging almost 26 right now and so and you have that j dubs and you have josh giddy out here just crazy new assist floor and you know they have a lot of depth players and they have another rookie that's uh, also helping him out Keyson wallace in the perimeter so i think uh i mean yes i I'll, i will admit victor played better than Chad so far but i still think chad just has so much room for improvement and i think Chet has a lot more that he can prove. The, the, rather than we know kind of what we've seen with Wemby, we know what to expect out of Wemby. And I think Chet has nothing but time to prove them wrong. And, yeah, he's part of a good system with the with um, the OKC over there. And, you know, he got his big NBA moment in the crossover here in Seattle with LeBron and LeBron. Oh my God, I'm not Trevor Johnson. It was an
1: unfortunate injury. That though. Unfortunate injury is very yeah, rare. That that was tough. It was, you know. it was the fucking floor being slick from the condensation of the thousands of people trying to cram into SPU.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I keep going though. But tell me this do you know who the last rookie that came in and got injured and didn't play his first year, but came back the next year? Like, not last big star that we, can, that we know.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, I feel like I should know. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's he's a pretty big guy. He won MVP this last year. Oh, that's right. Joel MVP. Embi- trust, pro- trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, that man came back his second year after, you know, the, the, the history shows that, like, a big man especially being coming into the league and getting injured early on in his career, the odds do not look very good. But... Uh, Jojo proved that wrong and I think Chet's in the same boat and he's looking like it so far so
1: I also just really like this starting five they have I think that's a it's a solid starting five we saw what they did last year towards the end of the season Uh, I mean comparing it to the Spurs you know it's it's a better starting five obviously um and and we both projected we both have them projected top six in the league in in the uh, west this year so we're both expecting good things from um Excited to see what they're gonna do, Jason. Any thoughts on the Thunder or Chet?
2: No, Matt and I can discuss more offline. It's just ridiculous. We'll be beating around the same bush all season. I can feel it. So, I think we do have a bet of whoever ends up better gets a beer or something. But there we go. I won't hold you to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, he's down, written down, folks. So <laughs> no, I was um, oh, like excited like to see these rookies. I don't think it'll be a really fun year for them, and excited like to see them grow. And I think the in-season tournament will be a great opportunity for the see them shine there. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And and one more, one last thing I'll say about Chet, which I I said it in the last episode, the thing that really is just impressive about him is obviously we didn't see him play. You know, in his first year he was hurt and yeah. and what he was doing in preseason, what he's doing so far in the season is already just super impressive because I feel like we already kind of we didn't even know what he was capable
0: of. remind me real quick. Who won that who won that first uh first game of the actual preseason head to head matchup? That matchup. That who won uh, that, uh, that, that, matchup? that matchup? Uh just remind who, me. Who won it? Who, who just, was it? Oh it was Cheta Chet homegroom, maybe. He played better he had more points he played three less minutes than Wemby that night uh do we know when their next matchup is by the way i don't but uh we you know we'll be definitely talking about it once it happens uh november 14th in a uh in-season
1: tournament game oh baby so they're both in the same group all right we'll just like to
0: jason said in-season tournament's gonna bring out some competition yeah people hey literally on the money jason yo mm-hmm. Book it in your calendar, November fourteenth. Yep. Chetta Holmgren and the, the new generational talent, Victor Mbayama. I ah ch- uh, oh oh. D- Jason wants to talk shit. Yeah, I got that bet written down. Don't you damn well forget it. And I'm so excited. I'm gonna enjoy that beer. I'm gonna get a nice Stein from the fucking beer garden at the beer hall. Anyways. Don't bring your Mariner Stein. It'll fucking break. <laughs> Uh real quick, Thompson twins. So we have Ashir and Amon Thompson. Yeah. Amon was drafted first, correct? To the Houston yep. Rockets. Yep. And Ashir was drafted directly after him to the Pistons. Yep. Give me your thoughts on them. What do you expect? What's what do you got? So so Amon went down with a
1: grade two ankle sprain the other day. He's at, he's gonna miss some time. But before that, honestly, before the injury, he had a pretty slow start. Um, on a struggling Rockets team. On teams. a struggling, yeah, on a very uh, struggling Rockets team. Um, he, you know, he. I think he has to kind of find his role in a backcourt like that, especially with Jalen Green and now Fred VanVleet coming in. You know, again, being in a new system, it may take time. Um, but he, he really was not playing well. I've been more impressed with the SAR and the Pistons through four ga- or through five games. He's averaging 11, nine boards and four assists in about 29 minutes. It really seems like he's been playing efficient minutes. I'm excited about that Pistons team. I've said it, you know, I'm a Kate Cunningham fan. I'm expecting a lot this year out of them. Um, so Asar's been impressive. He's been doing kind of what we've seen, you know. As I mentioned in the last episode, he was the MVP of the overtime elite league that they played in. Um, and Amen's just, you know, he's had a slow start on a struggling team and now he's gonna miss some time so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens while he's out and then when he comes back Matt what are your thoughts on both
0: those guys yeah sure is like really freaking good and he's uh trying to prove I mean obviously it's not fair because I'm well stupid stupid early and that's not fair that his brother got injured but he's trying to prove here that he's a better brother and uh he's good He's doing really good. I'm really excited for the Thompson Twins. Um, Sad that his brother's out. But sure, is doing great. The uh, Detroit Pistons are actually not doing that half bad. So they're definitely shocking me a little bit. Kate Cunningham's great. Um, Having his second year, sophomore year. So, yeah. All right, Denny. We're moving on. Yeah,
1: we're about to to go into the end season tournament. Really quick before we go, one underdog rookie you've had.
0: Um... I hate to, I hate to be cliche, but I think I'm gonna go, Casey Wallace, um, just because, I actually doubted him more than because I, I'm not sure. I think we talked about in the last podcast. I actually really wanted Derek Lively instead of Casein Wallace. He's actually balling out. He's uh, averaging 8.3 points per game right now. He's like doing lockdown on defense. Uh, yeah, I really like him out here. But if it, if I. Take non-biased out of there. I'm probably going to Thompson. He's doing really good. Right. Yep. We just talked about him. He's yep. really he's producing all ends of the floor as well. So it's not he's just like shooting good, but yeah, he's helping his Pistons out. So I'll take sure slash Casey Wallace.
1: I like it. Yeah, no, he's been he's been hooping. They both been playing well. Uh, I had a couple guys I was really looking at. It was kind of hard to decide um, who I wanted, but who I'm gonna go with? I'm gonna go with uh, Jordan Hawkins. He uh, is the guard out of UConn. He's been playing well. He's a good shooter. Huge
0: defensive piece for them. Yep,
1: yep. He's a good shooter. Yep, so um, I'm expecting big things out of him. He had a really good last year at UConn. Um, And now going into the in-season tournament, kind of what we're going to wrap up this this episode with today. Um, Obviously, tonight was the first night of games. Games for group play are going to be Tuesdays and Fridays, uh, for about a month before they move into the knockout round, which is going to essentially um, be just single elimination. Then the semis and uh, championship are going to be in Vegas at T Mo- Mobile Arena. Um, this just seems like a really big money grab, um, you know, with the incentive only being, what was it? Uh, I think it's the winning team gets, each player gets 500K, you know, for a lot of the bigger teams that. Really doesn't mean anything. Those guys could probably care less about that. Um, just kind of looking at the overall concept of this, uh, the the winnings. What what are your overall thoughts on this whole tournament?
0: Uh, I think it's exciting. Um, I just think that yeah, it'll, it'll definitely you know yeah,
1: it'll bring in like viewers and and kind of yeah yeah, get some excitement going
0: um i think it's good i think it creates a little bit more competition even if it's very minimal i think it does create more competition than a regular season game but uh i just watched this tournament had a little bit more just purpose in general so i i don't know it doesn't it feels kind of useless yeah it is 100 just a money cow and cash cow or whatever you want to say but um yeah it's it's interesting like there's some ideas out there floating around on Twitter of just some ideas of what winning the tournament can do for you possibly in a playoff implication. Like there um I think
1: that would be a lot better.
0: Yeah. Jason was discussing me telling me earlier that the, some people had ideas of where if they won they like, you know, can get like the ten seed in you the get play a Guaranteed, end. yeah, spot in and the top ten. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that would be cool. Dude, I mean, <laughs> they, everyone would fucking go for that then.
1: Yeah, especially those bottom tier teams who know they expect they're going to be fighting to kind of get in there.
0: Yeah, and they'll, to they'll, have that luxury. If that happens, something like that happened, you have a team. So take last for example, the two and ten Lakers started out, who <laughs> they traded Russ, they got D'Lo, so a like completely different team at the end of the season, and they made it to the Western Conference Finals against the Denver Nuggets. So it kind of sets up things for well that's the thing you can see the beauty and the health of it you could have you can start really hot and just be absolute shit for the rest of the season right. and then still have yourself uh time to prove yourself in a plan situation or the other way around where you just absolutely did not get the plan and then you're fighting for the last playing spots at the end it could also be really tough so uh it's an interesting tournament
1: this interesting concept i i understand they're doing it for money And viewership And all it's that also, fucking yeah. bullshit You we know It's all it's a, the At the end of the day It's an—it's a business
0: Yeah it is a business It's a business
1: And that's what they're doing it for The finals
0: are in Vegas Yep the semis
1: And the finals semis Are in Vegas. Vegas. Vegas T-Mobile Arena
0: Yep Where were the Vo- Vegas Golden Knights play Yep yeah. Jason
1: Thoughts on the play In tournament Or I don't I God it's it's going to be weird to start calling this different thing now. Thoughts on the in-season tournament?
2: In-season tournament, I'll be interested to see how many more people they get watching or if it gets people talking about it or if it's just kind of a little bit of a gimmick right now. I think the Tuesdays, Fridays is pretty smart for games. because It's like, oh, yeah, they're like not really competing against anything other than like college football or maybe a hockey right. game or two. So it's an interesting idea. I think it will be... I tuned in tonight. It was kind of fun watching as a more casual fan to see games were close and interesting. So I think that definitely helped with tuning in. But uh, what do you think of the courts? No, I can't stand the courts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just my eyes hurt watching. Exactly. I feel like I can't. I don't know what I'm like. Yeah. I just, I'm, I just don't know what I'm looking at. Was the I, purpose of those courts just for this tournament? Yeah. Was no, there... that's just for the tournament. It's just for Tuesday, Fridays. They'll have their special courts out there. So I'm trying to arenas us love paying I their know. people more money to switch over the oh, courts, yeah. but feel bad for those workers.
1: Yeah. Sorry guys. I I don't understand it. That's yeah, an interesting, it's
2: a tough one. On yeah. either. Yeah.
1: Obviously, you know, so we got about a month of group, uh, play games. Everyone plays, I think two home games and two away games against yep. the other four teams in their, uh, group. Um, we got three groups, um, three groups per conference they all look you know somewhat balanced I can't remember how the picking was
0: give me your thoughts on this real quick yep so why did why do you like this or do you not like this also why do you think they did it this way of why they have three different groups in each conference instead of just doing what their divisions already are so they're not in their division. Like they're not playing their divisional. Mm-hmm. they might, they could have one of their divisional rivals in here, mm-hmm. but it's not just a divisional matchup. Why is it not a divisional matchup? Thoughts: Whether you want a divisional matchup or not, or are you like the way it is right now? That's kind of randomized.
1: You know, I think for this being kind of like a different kind of tournament, I kind of like how it's randomized. Um, you know, obviously still staying in the same conference, but. I think it, it you know, it brings a little bit more excitement um, just so you know, it's not necessarily teams all in the same division fighting like they do every year. Um, I was reading something earlier about how the, the groups were picked, like kind of like the draw. It was really some complicated thing. Yeah, so five different pots and um, each pot had like a different like... Record in terms of standing in your conference. Yeah. So, for example, pot one, all the teams that were in pot one were the teams with the three best records in the conference from the season before. Oh, okay. Pot two was the teams with the fourth to the sixth best records. Okay. And so, essentially, what they did is they picked one from each of those pots and then put them into a group. And that's how those groups were created.
0: Okay. That makes sense.
1: So it's like one of the top three, one of the four through seven or six, one of the seven through nine, 10 through 12, and then 13 through 15. And they put them all into a group together. And so that's, that's the reason why I kind of like it. Um, you know, for this, the whole reason of this tournament in general is supposed to be for excitement and viewers and money. And so I think this is a good way to kind of change it up, make it different. So it'll make it more exciting. um, I think it's, you know, the top team from each group makes it to the, uh, the knockout round. And then there's, there's two wildcard teams. It, it gets a little complicated for how the wildcard teams, uh, look. Um, I don't even know if I can actually explain it in words, uh, but you can, you guys can go look that up. Um, but yeah, kind of wrapping all that up the in-season tournament it's it's gonna bring in fans it'll hopefully bring in some excitement the courts suck and we're looking forward to seeing how it goes with you know as i mentioned we got a month of games so we'll we'll definitely be uh checking back in um but i think that that kind of wraps up our, our
0: episode today matt yes sir um yeah, it was a good episode. I want to thank Jason over here for helping us join today. First guy on the podcast, it's not me and Denny. And I uh, hope to have you hear more, Jason. Any, any
1: last thoughts, Jason, before we sign yeah. off today? We appreciate you being here, man. Thank you very much.
2: I really appreciate the invite, guys. Live come on. Uh, my socials will be in the description of the pod. So drop a follow there if you want some great uh, retweets and likes out there on the uh, Bird app. And uh, yeah, no... Uh, excited excited uh for the season here uh I think Pistons are taking it all too in the uh in-season tournament I, I like think that. they're gonna get hot yeah I, I think K, it's a Tate coming out party yeah they'll still finish bottom third of the uh, Eastern Conference they'll be like an 11 seed but and you know they'll get 500k each so yeah, that's what exactly they that. they, they're not gonna get a guaranteed spot Joe's
1: far. Yeah, exactly it? one thing on Detroit someone who uh, I've been very impressed by Jalen Duran, second-year center for him, has been playing lights out. Injured now, we'll kind of see how it is. Um, thank you everyone for tuning into the pod today. We'll be back probably for what week week at the end of week three of hoops. We're in week two right now, about to go into week three.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll be back around for the uh, week four. Okay, we'll come back. We'll see. We'll take a relook at um, just kind of where things have happened the last few weeks. And uh we'll adjust our thoughts and see if there's any more big stories coming in. So uh yeah, thanks for listening. Uh go ahead and retweet us everywhere and uh put us on Instagram, whatever you can do. I think we have, what, what's our Instagram? Uh we got an Instagram called Ba bank, BankShot DGens just I think that's just straight up that way. I think it's just all one word. So uh we're gonna start posting some content on there, some clips from the podcast and maybe some things. Yeah, bank shot DJs all one word. Um Maybe we start posting on there. Um, make sure to hit the poll in the in the episode right here, and then so we're gonna have you vote on who you think is gonna win the whole entire season tournament. And like we said, Jason put his pick out there. He's gonna manifest to Detroit. you think Kate coming out parties, so to speak. So yeah, go ahead, put your pick down there. And uh, if you guys if you guys ever have any topics that you want us to discuss any given
1: week, just send them to us, and we will add them into the agenda and. We will, we will discuss them, and we're going to be having more special guests as we kind of keep growing. Um, you know, this is episode two for us, but Matt and I are, are very invested in this, and we're excited. You know, we're, we're both just NBA heads, so this is this is easy money for us. It's light work. We're just talking talking hoops. So appreciate you guys for listening in.
0: Yes, sir. Well, thank you. We're out of here. Go, Coug- go Cougs, go Sonics. Go Cougs, go Zags, go Sonics, go Thunder.